0: Welcome to the Plug and Play podcast. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to be straight up real. Gonna be uh crack open uh the the safe. I'm going to spread the curtain, uh, let you see behind. I'm having trouble sounding genuine, actual like like trying to bring up the energy and yet sounding genuine at the same time. I don't want to sound scripted. I don't want to sound weird. I uh, I just kind of want to be me. But I'm having trouble with that. And I think it's cuz I'm fairly new to all this. I'm I'm struggling with it, but um I just wanted to be uh you know, open and honest. So if I ever sound weird or um, kind of forced, uh, I don't want to. I'm not trying to do that. I'm really trying to sound uh, genuine. So just letting you all know. I hope you're all having a lovely week at the time of recording. It is Thursday. But by the time you hear this, it will be Friday. Or I mean, you could probably listen to this in the year 2024 on fucking Wednesday. I don't know. But hopefully you're listening to it day of posting or... um day after posting, I guess, on Friday when it was probably intended to be heard. So I hope you're having a lovely week. It's almost the weekend. you got to get through those, those last few hours. And then it's Saturday and Sunday. And hopefully you have great fun plans, whether those plans be going hiking out, going to a ginormous party. Well, you know, be careful with that. COVID is still a thing. Please don't get COVID. Get vaccinated. And then, um, or if your plans are to sit at home and play video games, drink some beers, knock back a couple brewskis, eat some fucking potato chips. I hope you have fun with that too. Honestly, that sounds like a great, great time. I have to work, sadly, but um, that's because Monday I'm getting a puppy, a new puppy. So um, me and my wife are very excited about that. Uh, she is, um, an Aussie doodle. We're very pumped for that. Very excited. So, uh, I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off of work. I normally have the weekend off, but I'm taking Monday and Tuesday to spend time with the puppy, teach it, sleep on the couch, and, uh, make sure it doesn't piss and shit in my, in my home, on my carpet. Well, I'm going to probably pick that up. But anyways, we are talking about the latest game by Ben Esposito and Angel Matrix, Neon White. Now, I'm sure you've been hearing things about this if you're kind of in tune with the gaming space. Neon White is um, developed by Angel Matrix. I looked into them. I could not find anything else about them other than they developed this game. I did, couldn't find a website. I didn't see any other games that they had developed. So, Angel Matrix, if this is your first game, great fucking job. Uh, ben Esposito, I hear he is um, a very talented developer. He did Tattletail, which I've never heard of, and Donut County. Donut County is a very cute, fun game that has kind of, um. it's kind of like a mobile game where it's one of those ones where there's a hole in the ground. You then control that hole to swallow things, and as you swallow things, the hole gets bigger, and then you can swallow bigger things, and then that one's the hole is big enough, you swallow massive things, and you just try to complete levels. There's an overarching story when it comes to Donut County. I didn't play enough to get into that. I just kind of played enough to know about the game when I saw that he was the one behind it and this game. So uh, anyways, this game was published by Annapurna Interactive. Now, if you don't know who they are, you're, you've been living under a fucking rock for the past however long. They've been doing Tons and tons of games recently. They did Kentucky Route Zero, Solar Ash, The Artful Escape, I Am Dead, uh, Memoir Blue. They did uh, Stray is their most recent one coming up. I'm pretty sure it's their most recent one. Other than this one came out, and then I'm pretty sure Stray is next. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But uh, Stray is the one about the cat. That's exclusive to PlayStation Four and Five. I think it might just be five, but. They, they're, they're amazing. They do amazing games. They're, they're very good. They're very selective of what they do, yet they do so, so much. So anyways, Annapurna, great publisher. This game came out on PC and Switch. I am playing on my PC. I I know plug and play podcasts. Some people are like, oh, plug and play, You but you're on your PC. Hey, look, I listen, listen, you fucks. I play it on a controller, okay, because I'm not playing with this nasty-ass mouse and keyboard with a fucking claw for a hand trying to click 800 buttons at once. I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's it's not the way to play. Your hand gets fucking cramped. It's stupid. I'm not doing that. Anyways, I, I played with my Xbox Series S controller. So, calm, uh, everyone who, who's coming at me, calm down. I wanted to play on my Switch. I tried to play on my Switch, but guess what? My Pro Controller was broke. I just recently moved. It, I guess it broke in the move. It sucked. I hadn't picked it up because I'm, I'm normally on Xbox. So whatever. It happened. So it came out on Steam and Switch. Um, the soundtrack composer is Machine Girl. I guess this is their first game. I looked into them just like I did Angel Matrix. I found no other games that they've done. They have albums out on Spotify. You can find them on Spotify. But they did a great job with this soundtrack. I really like it. Uh, and I guess... Yeah, those those are the details. But uh, let's get into the game. Uh, the game is a first-person shooter-puzzle platformer. It it has these cards. Well, I really it's it's such a weird game. I'm trying to describe it. It so you are a sinner. I'm gonna I'm just gonna start off with kind of the story aspect of the game and kind of uh, weave my way in. You're a sinner who has died. You don't know how you died, but you've died. You wake up in heaven. There are these uh, angel believer kind of – they're not angels. They're believers, whatever the fucking difference is, I guess. Uh, But they tell you, oh, welcome to heaven. You're a sinner. You have to compete in this competition where you have to kill demons. You're like, okay, cool. Your name is Neon White. All of the other characters are neon followed by by a color. So you have neon purple or neon violet, neon green, neon red, neon yellow. So you're told – kill these demons whoever kills the most by the end of the 10 days you get to stay in heaven yay and your character is like i mean fuck it i guess i have this like desire to do this so let's do it you go through these levels and each level is has cards spread out through it these cards are guns the guns have range from pistol to machine gun to uh fucking rocket launchers and each one of them has a special ability now when you pick up these cards you get the gun and you can either shoot or use the special ability once you use the special ability you discard the card you can't use it anymore so the piss to to tell you what they do the pistol has a, a an extra jump so you jump in the air you then discard the card and you do an extra jump the machine gun has a bomb that you shoot out that blasts you up um if you jump on top of it or it blows up enemies uh, the rocket launcher has kind of like a grappling hook-esque thing where you grapple and it pulls you towards it. So there's there's a bunch of other ones in there, but those are the ones I'm just going to kind of toss out. Because once you play the game and you discover these other cards that are spread throughout each level, it's just very enjoyable to learn the pacing of these cards and what they do and how to combine their abilities. It's it, it's fucking amazing. I, <laughs> I love this game. So... Each level uh, has a different amount of time that it takes to basically complete it. Some levels take a max of 30 seconds to complete. Uh, I've seen some take about a minute, and that and that's probably the, the fastest you can get it done. So each level, you have um, kind of medals that they give out at the end, bronze, silver, gold, and ace. Now you are trying to get a certain amount. Of, you're trying to complete the level in a certain amount of time to get the the highest medal possible, which is ace. So um, to get an ace, let's say you have to complete level A in 32 seconds, but level B you have to be in 12 seconds. It just depends on how big the level is and and what you have to go through to get there. But it is so fucking addicting to just go through a level, get a gold and then be like, "No, I'm going to get I'm going to get the ace." And then even when you get that ace and you and you do everything perfectly, you're like, "All right, but I can go, I can do it faster, right? Like I can do this faster. I can find a shortcut here. Oh, I can shoot this demon if I jump over this gap, flip around as quick as possible, shoot this demon in the head, then I can bypass this entire area and jump into the to the finish line." It's quite quite addictive and quite fun and you get that dopamine rush once you finally beat your time and at one point i think i spent 30 minutes on like the first part of one level just trying to figure out how to do it faster so i could beat my score by like 0.5 seconds it's it's just crazy addictive the gameplay is smooth it's fast-paced all the cards quote guns all just kind of they blend so well together and the level design mixed with what guns they put on that level and what demons they put in it is so fine tuned and you think at some points when you have these levels and you're kind of going throughout them and you're discovering ways to do the levels faster you're thinking oh I'm getting one I'm 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 one upping the the level designer I'm one upping whoever planned what route to go but honestly you're you're not they know they knew you were going to do that so once you beat a level at a certain a certain time you kind of level up in this thing called insight and insight will unlock certain things for you so you can just see a faster they'll show you kind of a faster way to complete the level and so one time i did a level and i think i I jumped some gap shot a demon from far further away than i was supposed to i was supposed to go turn to left, but I just jumped past that gap and I beat the level faster. So I went back and I was like, I can beat my time a little more. And then it showed me insight. You get more insight every time you beat a level and I got more insight. So I was like, cool, let me see what, uh, what path it's going to tell me to go. And it was that exact path. And I was like, motherfucker. So they, they knew which way I was going to go. And that was the way they wanted you to go to begin with. But the level just doesn't, it just flows so well, and, it, and you think you're just kind of one-upping them. But uh, So things I really loved about this game were the gameplay and the level design, which I've, I've already talked about. The soundtrack, it isn't as good as my last review, Shredder's Revenge. It's not that good, it, but it's still a banging soundtrack. It's, it, it is amazing. It's techno electric music, which really, it's not my type, of music. I'm not really down for that. Uh, Listen, I'm a theater kid. I love musicals. I love Broadway soundtracks. But you know what? I can fuck with it. It's good. I listened to it. I listened to the whole soundtrack today at work. I was putting it on. I was vibing with it. And when you're playing these levels, it's fast paced. It's quick. It really gets you into the mood. So Machine Girl, they did a great job. It's a great soundtrack. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't have Wu-Tang clan on it. And you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't fault them for that. It's a hard grab. But you know what? Still it's it's one of those things, you know? The art it's amazing. I love the art in this game. It is very anime. This game is very 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 hardcore anime. The art, everything down to the down to the dialogue is anime. Now the dialogue is a different story. Even though the art is cool and what they do with the art is is cool, it's very much a visual novel. This this game is a visual novel when you are not doing the levels. You go back into this – you kind of go into heaven and you go into this um, hub world kind of thing where you pick and choose where to go. So you can go to the cathedral. You can go to the angel's office who gives you the jobs. You can go to like kind of a hangout spot to talk to the other Neons. It's all visual novel. You click through dialogue. They kind of pop up on screen. Their art does, and it kind of just bobs around while they talk, and they kind of do kind of anime things. Um, so, yeah, those are things I really love about the game. The soundtrack is great. Like I said, not, no Shredder's Revenge, but it's fucking amazing. I will, I will give it that, especially for a, a genre of music that I don't enjoy that much. Now, the art, like I said, it's awesome. They do a great job with the art. I'm not a visual novel kind of guy, but I do enjoy the art of it. Now, the, to get into the visual novel as, as, aspect of the game, the story isn't great. It's, it's very much a slog. You get into it, and it's like, all right, let's, let's do this. I kind of just want to get back to the gameplay. The characters are talking back and forth, and I wrote down the voice acting is, is fun, it's over the top anime, whether that was the direction or not, that's what we got. It is so, and goes with, same with the dialogue. I don't like the dialogue. The dialogue is very cringy at, at certain points where they're just, they're kind of getting sexual with it, but not, they're kind of scared to dip into the, the anime over the top. Like, oh, let's like, let, let me see your tits. I mean, one girl does at some point mention his, uh, your, your character's penis and, Her boobs and how big they are. And you're like, all right, this isn't this isn't my thing. I'm not trying to play this. I just want to get back to the fast paced action. I don't care that I'm stuck in heaven. They could have just said, go kill fucking demons. And I go, hell yeah, just like in Doom. If this game was more like Doom, where you kind of got things in between the levels. That'd be great. It would be great, but you kind of have to go back to this hub world and interact with all these angels, and there's gifts you can give these people. It's just, it tries to be a Hades with its hub world, and fails. I'm not trying to be too mean about it, but it does. It fails. It is no Hades. Hades where the dialogue was great, the characters were amazing, you wanted to interact with those people. Like in Hades, you could not wait to die to interact with those people. In this game, I am truly dreading completing a mission, and having to interact with these characters. It's painful. The only character I like is the one that I'm playing, which is Neon White, and his voice actor is the legendary Steve Bloom, who voices um, Zeb in Star Wars Rebels, Spike from Cowboy Bebop, I, I mean, and uh, I do believe he was Wolverine a, a lot of the time. He was Wolverine, actually, I'm correct. Um, so he's, he's great. I, lo- I love him, and I've seen... Star Wars Rebels. I've watched Cowboy Bebop. I love both of those. So, I mean, he's great at what he does. Uh, just the other cast, I think they were just, they were given the, the direction to be over-the-top anime, and it doesn't land, especially with the cringy dialogue. It just does not hit for me. I did not enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, other than that, the g- the game is great. Just you you have the option to fast-forward through everything narratively there is you hit um for me since i was playing on my xbox controller you hit x and it literally fast forward through the entire cutscene. and i was like oh okay cool thank you and then i just kept playing the game now this game is addictive it gets so addictive when you when you're trying to beat your time you're trying to beat your time and even when you get ace i might have already said this but when you get your ace and you you complete it and you're like cool that's my ace I I could do I could do better than that, right? I can I can shave off a few seconds off of that time, right? And then you sit there and you try and you try and you try, but yeah, no, that's that's a neon white. I will, I would definitely say this game is a must play. It's it's definitely a must play this year. Fan fucking tastic game. The, just the constant. The constant gameplay loop of trying to do better and do better and then going into different levels and and realizing that there's more guns in each level. And then there was a boss fight at one point. I was not expecting to see a boss fight in this game and there was a boss fight and they did it so well. It was expertly done, especially mixed with the gameplay. I wasn't really expecting it. I I realized once the boss bar popped up on screen, I said, well, how the fuck is this going to go over? And it went over really well. Yeah, the you don't even like the thing about the level design is it looks like actual architecture so you're running through these buildings in in the game and you're looking at them and you're like oh these just kind of look like it's built like a normal ass building They're like a city you you don't expect it to be this parkour haven where you're just going to run through jumping and stuff like that there are there are bits and pieces where there's just random floating platforms you're like all right whatever but when it's just so well done and the look of it and the feel of it it makes you feel like an expert speedrunner. you feel like you could be at games done quick in front of millions of people or thousands of people and just Going and running and everyone's gonna be cheering for you and you're like it's no no sweat off my back I got it yeah, I I do this I do this for fucking breakfast with my eyes closed while I'm slurping down my coffee it's it's excellent highly recommend this game buy it automatically it's twenty dollars twenty five dollars somewhere around there on Steam I'd imagine it's the same on the e, uh, the Nintendo uh, eShop buy it it's a must buy highly recommend. Um, I wouldn't personally play with Joy-Cons. That's why I didn't um, pick it up on my Switch. I wouldn't play with Joy-Cons. I'd play with a Pro Controller, go pick up a Pro Controller or something. Uh, Or, I guess I'll say it, play on Steam. Play on Steam and just connect an Xbox controller. Don't be one of them mongoloids messing with a mouse and keyboard. Don't do it. Not worth it. But <laughs> no in, in all honesty, play the way you want to play it's It's a great game, and I would never want anyone not to experience this just because they they didn't want to play with joy cons or or only had mouse and keyboard I'm of course joking, I want everyone to play games, but um to get on with it, uh that is neon white. I loved it. it was great, every second of it was amazing, but um, yeah, so what have I been playing other than that? I finally beat um south park and the stick of truth by obsidian entertainment i think it was published by ea that was a good game you want to talk about an rpg that was a good ass game i was not expecting to like it as much as i did like i said last episode i want to start i want to play through a lot of obsidian games just due to the fact that they're one of xbox's like powerhouses right now they're they're trying to pump out so many games i kind of wanted just to get to know their work a little better so i've i I picked up that i'm going to play outer worlds next and then uh we'll see what happens there i'm really excited for uh pentiment they announced that at the the showcase um during games games fest summer games fest so yeah that's what I did. Uh, that game kind of lasted. It seemed like it lasted. It kind of was pushing itself. It lasted a little long, though. So there were some parts where it was like, okay, I can see the end. This is the end of the game. And then something would happen that would prevent you from going there. And I was just like, all right, well, this is kind of overstaying its welcome. Not in a not in a bad way. What they put in there was enjoyable, but it just – you would get to a part. You're like, okay, I'm almost done. No, no, okay. Now I'm – all right, well, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Now I'm done. Okay, now I'm finally fucking done. And there was one part, the final boss fight. I won't, no spoilers, but it just kind of just keeps going and keeps going. And to a point where it's kind of funny, but also kind of annoying. But South Park, Stick of Truth, I would recommend it. Highly recommend. So um, with that, I guess it's time. For some no 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 news, like I said, I don't know. I did it last time. I guess I'm gonna fucking stick with it. Um, first news story: God of War Ragnarok release date. Hell yeah! finally now i don't think uh, after last week's story about all of the harassment that the de- the the developers went through i don't think the fucking internet deserves it i don't i really don't just fucking put it on the back burner till 2024 if you have to i know that's not fair to the developers i would hate that but i just seriously like last last week's story pissed me off anyways moving on god, god of war ragnarok finally got a release date it was um this is from the playstation blog uh, by grace or lady, if I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Uh, From the article, God of War Ragnarok is officially coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, shocking, uh, on November 9th, 2022. We are thrilled to be able to share our release date and the brand new God of War Ragnarok father and son CG trailer with all of the God of War fans who have been eagerly awaiting news. Now, that's exciting. Later this year I um November 9th 2022 I played God of War. I think I mentioned this last um last podcast, last episode I should say. Uh I played it. I loved it. It's top 2 of my favorite games. It's number number 2 um second I don't even want to say it. Second to Borderlands 2. And I know people are probably going to freak out about that, but once I get more listeners I should I'll I'll explain, but to keep this podcast going fucking exciting. I don't have a PS5. I don't really want to play it on PlayStation 4. I don't know if they announced that it was going to be on PlayStation 4. um. Previously, I don't know. So I was kind of shocked to see the PlayStation 4 logo up there, but in after the CG trailer, but uh, maybe I would just wasn't keeping up at the time. Ooh, excuse me. I had to burp. But no, it's exciting. I cannot wait to get our ha- get my hands on it when I do. I need a PlayStation 5, so uh, I will be scrimping and saving till November to get my hands on that sucker. They did announce the collect- collector's edition and the Jotunir edition. Go check out a video they put it up on there on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Go check it out there. They look f- they're amazing. I really want one. I don't know how expensive they are but I can guarantee they're going to cost a pretty penny. The next story is Ubisoft announced the Skull and Bones release date during their Ubisoft Forward on July 7th. Um, That was purely focused around Skull and Bones. I'm not going to get into all the details on that. It looks like a fun game. It's basically just the... um, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It's just the sailing kind of expanded more. They have more weapons. They have all this stuff. It's it's very it's very cool looking. I would highly recommend going going and watching the trailers that they put up on their YouTube channel. But uh, the release date was November eighth, twenty twenty two. So if you're looking forward to Skull and Bones. I'm happy for you. I will say this this trailer and this gameplay did make me more of a pirate person. <laughs> I kind of want to uh, log into Disney Plus and watch some uh, Pirates of the Caribbean after it. But moving on, the next story is RDR and GTA 4 Remasters shelved to work on GTA 6. This is from uh, Kotaku by Zach Zawizen. Uh, the article is, Yesterday, a tweet from Tez, an often reliable and trusted GTA insider, caught the attention of many Rockstar fans. According to the tweet, Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 remasters were no longer, quote, on the table, end quote, possibly due to the horrible mess that was last year's GTA trilogy remakes. While some questioned if this was true, I can confirm, I being Zach, of course, that Tez. Tez's tweet is accurate and lines up with what I've been told. The tweet reads, As per a reliable source with clear accuracy on Rockstar's plans, remasters of GTA 4 and RDR 1 were on the table for a few years ago. But Rockstar chose not to proceed with the projects in mind. The poor reception of the trilogy, DE, might be a reason behind the decision. Now, Later in the article, it goes to talk about, um, according to Zach, uh, here's what the article says. According to the sources, with knowledge of Rockstar's plans and future projects, the publisher is hoping that folks will forget all about the, the critical critically planned and botched classic GTA remasters released just last year while it focuses most of its resources and energy on its next big game, Grand Theft Auto 6, which Rockstar earlier this year confirmed was in development. So, um, resources have been moved from these projects to work on GTA 6, which sucks. I'm sure people were looking forward to it. But hey, GTA 6 is literally probably the most anticipated game of the, the newest generation. So, I'd imagine that a lot of people who would be anticipating the remake or remasters are perfectly fine with getting gta 6 earlier it's not completely out of the question that we get these remasters at any point in time uh it was said that they were shelved and rockstar did plan on hopefully coming back to them after the launch of gta 6 but i think they are just trying to spread some time out in between the the disaster remaster trilogy that they launched and then just kind of Hopefully, with GTA 6, people forget about it, and then they move on. But one thing we know about the internet and gamers, they don't fucking forget. They're like elephants. But in the same vein of this, we also have another article from Kotaku um, by Zach Zawisen, but that is about RDR2 online content will no longer be coming out. Um, They uh, have scrapped RDR2 online content, And moved that team to working on GTA 6. Um, This is a quote by Rockstar. Alongside seasonal special events and experience improvements, plus other changes to enhance and maintain a healthy Red Dead online environment, we plan to build upon existing modes and add new telegram missions this year rather than delivering major themed content updates like in previous years. And we will continue to highlight and share the creative efforts of our Red Dead community at every opportunity via the news wire and beyond. So, so they are uh, winding down Red Dead Redemption online content. They're just kind of taking it slow, putting up out updates here and there, but they're not going to produce anything massive like they normally do for grand theft auto five online but the good news is they will continue to support grand theft auto online yay because that's what's making them the most fucking money um so sorry for all you cowboys out there but you're gonna have to move on to um the new and improved uh cars instead of horses um but yeah it's sad to see that they're shutting this down because I know a, lo- uh, a bunch of people do enjoy Red Dead Redemption online. But, I mean, it's not making them the money that they want it like Grand Theft Auto Online is. So focus your efforts where the money is. That's what corpos love. But um, anyways, the next story is CD Projekt Red announces Gwent, Rogue Mage, single-player deck-building b- uh, single deck roguelike. Uh, That IGN had the exclusive on. It launched, actually, I think it launched today. Yeah, July 7th. It launched today. So happy launch day for them. Uh, But this is from IGN by Ryan Dinsdale. The article reads, previously known as Project Golden Necker. Rogue Mage is branded as a Gwent expansion and retains the card game's core mechanics, but will be sold separately from the multiplayer original. The standard version will be available at $9.99, while a premium edition, which comes with in-game skins, cosmetics, and card packs for the multiplayer game, will cost $19.99. Quote, Rogue Mage came out of noticing that years after the witcher 3's release there are a significant number of players who want a more pve experience from gwent said game director vladimir Trof- trostevo i cannot fucking pronounce that name but uh i guess i'm i'm so sorry but hey i apologize so this is a new gwent game because everyone loved gwent and witcher 3 so they came out with a <sighs> another gwent game that was pve just ex- exclusively gwent and then i guess people wanted pve so they came out with this now that's exciting for those who want more gwent i'm ha- i'm happy for you it's a roguelike kind of like i'd imagine slay the spire is you just kind of keep building and going on with it building your deck getting better and better so i hope whoever wants that enjoys that i mean i don't have much to say about it uh I I enjoy tabletop card games, trading card games. I really do enjoy those. So maybe I'll check it out one day. Um, but uh, yeah, so the next story does still have to do with Rockstar. Um, but yeah, take two, going after another GTA modder from Kotaku by Zach Zawizen. Now, this is um, kind of a sad story, really, for this modder. But uh, we'll we'll get into it, and then we'll talk about it after. From the article. Another day, another DMCA takedown notice was sent to a Grand Theft Auto modder. This time, it's virtual reality modder Luke Ross who says that Take-Two has issued him a DMCA claim over his VR mods even though he argues that his work contains no copyrighted code or material. It's just the latest in a long line of modders being legally attacked by Take-Two over various GTA mods. Now, Luke Ross had something to say about this, and quote, I never misrepresented the games as my creations. Don't reuse any of the original software, assets, or IP in general. And my mods always need the original games to work, Ross told Kotaku, quote. So it's only additional sales for the developer-publisher and the possibility for the games to enjoy a kind of experience they could not have otherwise on a flat screen, end quote. Now, this really sucks, Luke Ross. Um, Polygon actually published an article about him, an interview and things like that, about what he does and why he does it. He's very passionate about VR and and, and porting games into VR. He does it for um, a price on his Patreon, but I mean... It's very much harmless. He's actually helping developers and publishers get more of an audience since they need their actual game to run the VR. He doesn't sell the game separately. Like, he doesn't do any of that. He just sells his mods, and people pay for them, and then they buy the fucking game. So I don't really know. Honestly, I don't get why they have a problem with it. I don't really see a problem with it. I think that mods are quite great. I mean, while take Two's doing this, like um, – there's other modders like from the Fallout London mods. Those devs and those that team, I'm pretty sure Bethesda's hired a handful of them. I, no, I'm not pretty sure. I'm actually confident in me saying that because I know they have. They've hired a handful of those mods or those modders to come and work for Bethesda. Why take two and Rockstar can't see that and say, you know what? This guy's doing a great thing. Why don't we actually hire him to Port our fucking game into VR and then we can sell it in VR. I don't like it. It's fucking more money for you. I don't get it. I just, uh, maybe I should write, uh, write an email to him and ask him what's going on. I don't fucking know. So anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next story, it is, um, from Bloomberg by Jonathan Browning and Nate Lanzon. I hope I'm pronouncing that or Lanxon. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. But anyways. UK probes Microsoft's 69 billion purchase of Activision Blizzard. I so I mean I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk about this on the podcast, so I'm glad that this story came up. But Just $69 billion is a lot of fucking money, and it just surprises me every time I read it. So anyways, this is from the article. The UK antitrust watchdog kickoff, an investigation into Microsoft Corp's planned purchase of Activision Blizzard, Inc., joining other regulators in scrutinizing the $69 billion gaming deal. The Competition and Markets Authority said Wednesday it will consider whether the deal to combine the technolo- technology giant with the maker of the Call of Duty franchise will harm competition and lead to higher prices or reduced choice. The regulator said it will work with counterparts around the world and set itself an initial deadline of September 1st to decide whether to launch an in-depth investigation quote oh this now this um this quote comes from let's see here Lisa Tanzi Microsoft's general counsel so uh she said quote we have been clear about how we plan to run our gaming business and we and why we believe the deal will benefit gamers, developers, and the industry. Uh, She also said, quote, We're committed to answering questions from regulators and ultimately believe, and through review, we will help the deal close with board confidence and that it will be positive for competition. Now, end quote. Now, uh, this is interesting because what sucks about this is it's more corporate consolidation in and we all know that corporate consolidation can hurt the industry like they said through um i'm sorry through higher prices and reduced choice and just if if one company owns it all there is no competition which leads to a lack of very much uh creativity is what the word i'm looking for a lack of creativity and then games just kind of become the same especially if I know Microsoft isn't Activision Blizzard, but imagine if Activision Blizzard owned everything and it was all just fucking Call of Duty. Any game you wanted to play was Call of Duty. It was riddled with, like Diablo Immortal, microtransactions, and you had to pay your entire fucking yearly income to actually progress through a game. It would suck. It would be awful. But in this case, when it comes to Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard... Activision Blizzard right now sucks dick for the employees, for the gamers, for everyone. It's just awful due to the fact that you have shitheads running the company like Bobby Kotek who hide horrible sexual assault allegations, who who hide all of these terrible things that are... Abuse all these things that are happening in his company that he just kind of hides under and then the board is like, ah, whatever, you know, he does what he wants to do. I mean... just because they keep earning money through World of Warcraft and Call of Duty Bros and all this shit I mean ultimately I think this acquisition will be a good thing and hopefully he gets the hell out of there I know there was an article earlier this I think last month that said he would probably he he was voted to remain on the board and as in his position of power right now but hopefully once this acquisition goes through in 2023 that will be stopped. I mean, if the UK has anything to say about it, it might not go through. But uh, right now, who knows? It's still up in the air. Plan for 2023. So we got a whole f- whole year. I do believe it's June is what they were estimating when the first um, hearings of all this kind of uh, surfaced. But anyways, on to another Activision Blizzard's story, keeping up with this topic of conversation. Activision Blizzard staff announces Walkout to protest Roe v. Wade reversal, which is fucking awesome. Love to hear that. Uh, This is from IGN by Ryan Dinsdale. The ABK Workers Alliance announced the action on Twitter saying it had made the decision, quote, in light of recent attacks on the civil liberties of our employees, end quote, Claiming that Activision Blizzard's current healthcare policies do not adequately protect its workers. The post below continued quote, We are calling for protection of several communities of marginalized workers. Employees are actively facing state legislation that is putting women, LGBTQ employees, and their families at risk, with other vul- vulnerable groups on the horizon. Our walkout demands focus on protection of ABK employees from external threats like the recent overturn of Roe versus Wade and internal threats such as, as retaliation and harassment while in the workplace, end quote. The, uh, they then tweeted, In light of recent attacks on the civil liberties of our employees, the employee-led c- Committee Against Sex and Gender Discrimination has scheduled a walkout action on July twenty first, twenty twenty two. Now, before I get into all their demands and stuff like that, go follow the Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance on Twitter. They're uh, they're at tr- um, a better ABK. They're trying to make their workplace better. They're trying to fight the injustice in their in their um, workplace. And now, currently. In the world, so this is fucking awesome to read. This is great to see, and clearly they see something has to be done in their workplace and something has to be done about the the Roe versus Wade. I mean, I didn't get to comment on it because I just my first episode. It happened a few uh, a week or two beforehand. So honestly, I guess I'll say it now. I mean it's bullshit. It's utter bullshit. And this, the fact that the the gaming community is making a stand and that we are standing up for reproductive rights is is awesome. And I'm glad to see that out of all of the shit that's coming out of Activision Blizzard, all of the the sexual abuse and all this gender discrimination, that they are not only standing up for their um their own workplace, but they're also standing up for the country they live in. It's it's awesome to see. And um, yeah. Keep fighting the fucking good fight. But um, to continue the article, the group shared its list of eight demands to end gender inequality in the subsequent tweet. These focus on proving the option, focus on providing, I'm so sorry, the focus on providing the option to f- work fully remote, the offer of relocation for employees living in locations passing discrimination legislation, the provision of costs of living adjustments and the continued inclusion of health care coverage of transgender and reproductive health care fuck yeah let's go anyways to continue also included is the demand of management to immediately and transparently reveal its plans to allow relocation for employees to be included in the request requested sexual harassment audit for regular meetings to be held between ABK leadership and Committee Against Sex and Gender Discrimination and that ABK must sign a labor neutrality agreement that allows the free or- organization of workplace walkouts and similar actions in a legal binding contract this is awesome i really hope all eight of these work knowing Activision Blizzard, they're not gonna give a fuck. They're not gonna give a shit, which is gonna suck. But I'm really hoping and 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 believing in these people and believing in these employees that they can do it, that they got it. I know when Microsoft, uh, they have talked about when Xbox takes over, they will recognize unions, they will accept these unions because that's the best thing for them to do. They they're not gonna fight it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna uh, try to twist things around they're gonna just accept unions i think they uh there was an article about that i'm not gonna look for it now because i got a lot more to read but um yeah so this is awesome this is great to see Um, i this honestly makes me so happy i really hope something good comes of it and i really hope they don't stop fighting they just need to stand up for what they what they believe in and that's it's awesome so fuck yeah you guys keep doing what you're doing and i'm going to apologize to my audience uh, for having to listen to me read all of that because I suck at reading. I know. Well, why, why are you doing this podcast? Cause I love video games and I love talking about video games. I'm just, I'm bad at, 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 at reading. Um, I'll get better though. I promise I'm going to keep pushing. Anyways, um, this shit is wild. I forgot about this story. Okay. Um, The next story is the Polyum console announced this is from Kotaku, Kotaku, by John Walker. This shit is wild, and I highly recommend just going and reading this article. It is um, – it's, it's, ins- it's insane, and John Walker does such a great job of putting it all together and making fun of it at the same time. Um, and this is from the article. I'm just kind of – it's kind of touch and go here. It's not a lot um, – to say but let's uh for me anyways because i don't want to steal john walker's thunder um, by reading all of his his the funny shit he put in so please just go read this article uh from the article we are introducing the or this is from the tweet that was in the article and then i will go into some things that were in the article that just kind of specify about this console we are introducing the polyam one a multi-chain console for web 3 gaming fuck yes Give me some NFTs and some crypto. Get it all up in there. Now, uh, uh, as for the specs on the site, this, this is um, John Walker. As for those quote specs end quote on the site, they are s- so far as I can tell the following: 4K Ultra HD, Touch ID, H8K HDR, Ray tra- Tracing, up and up to. 120 frames per second. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this console, the, the the good Web3 console, the Polyum One, is no bigger than a fucking Roku Roku brick. Imagine the biggest Roku Roku brick you can imagine. Just just picture it. That's how big this fucking thing is. It doesn't even in in, in his in John Walker Walker's article it says this thing doesn't even have a graphics card and it is running uh, 4k ultra hd 8k uh ray tracing 120 frames per second it's going fucking hammo mode with touch id and quote i do believe it is the apple touch id the one that they have patented and no one can fucking use so uh th- these people are doing great and to quote the Polyum. um uh developers or whatever you want to call them, engineers of, of the future. Uh m- quote, multi-chain wallet for trading, swapping and bridging, as well as buy and trade NFTs and in-game items. Yeah, fuck fuck the environment. We're getting all these NFTs up there. It's just stupid as shit. This is just dumb. It is a scam. Um, I would highly recommend just go read this article. It's funny. It's, it's informative. And um, you will get to go see the roadmap that uh, Polyam One put out for their console. It's buck-fucking-wild. So i just recommend it. Also, before I move on from this story, they stole the GameCube logo. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up on the GameCube. I loved the GameCube. Uh, Double Dash was my shit uh, and they just kind of like stole the logo. Everyone called them out on Twitter for it and they said, "You know what? Um we we'll change it for you." So that was great of them. <laughs> Very kind. They changed it for us and probably avoiding um legal uh problems. But anyways, moving on. <sighs> PlayStation. They showed off a whole bunch of indie titles coming to their uh the console later this year and in twenty twenty three. I'm just going to run through these games. Um and then that will be it. This is our last story for the for the podcast. Thank you for bearing with me. Um inscription coming to PS five and PS four. Now, um I don't know if you guys know this, but inscription was huge in twenty twenty one, as it says in this Kotaku article. Oh by the way, I'm so sorry. It's not Kotaku. I just was thinking of the other one. I have multiple pages up. I apologize. Um, by polygon this is from tucson egan i hope i pronounced that correctly i did look it up i cheated um uh he put this all together from the playstation kind of little mini showcase they kind of did but uh here it is inscription the first one up it is from 2021 it's critically acclaimed people absolutely loved it it is a uh card um tabletop card kind of game it's with a uh, some creepy twists and i really want to play it so i'm very excited for it to come to console well playstation at least so hopefully it kind of migrates towards other consoles i'll have to look into that um the sea of stars that one is coming uh to ps4 and ps5 in 2023 um shim that is coming uh to ps4 and ps5 in 2023 uh, both Sea of Stars and Shem, I don't know anything about. I'm not qualified to talk about, so I really just, I won't. But if you know what they are, I, I'm happy for you. Here, let me actually, uh, you know what, I'll read. I was going to, we're we're actually not doing too bad on time, so I'll just actually read it. Uh, from the article, Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by classic games like Final Fantasy, but with a modern spin. Players take on a role of two Quote, children of Celeste, end quote, who combine their respective sun and moon based powers to perform deadly eclipse magic to vanquish and the monstrous creatures of evil alchemists known as the Fleshmancer. Actually, that sounds badass, actually. The Fleshmancer. Um, That's coming in 2023. Uh, Shim. Shim is a stylish 3D platforming game where players control a frog like creature as they reverse a modern cityscape by jumping from shadow to shadow oh i actually have heard of this one i have heard of this one and that actually sounds quite interesting like i said i need to just get a. I want a playstation 5 so bad i have an xbox but like come on playstation you can't deny the banger titles on playstation cult of the lamb is the next one now this is a fucking pull this game looks awesome. It is a, um, Cult of the Lamb is an action, is an action rogue-like dungeon crawler where players assume the role of a lamb, a cult leader and harbinger of doom as they hack and slash their way through randomly generated dungeons to find new followers and resources to build their cult. Cult of the Lamb is coming to PS4 and PS5, August 11th. That's awesome. Cult of the Lamb does look fun. Um, one of my favorite, I would say, top five games, Hades, uh, fucking banger roguelite. So it really introduced me into that genre. Um, and so once I saw Cult of the Lamb, I was like, oh, it looks good. So anyways, um, moving on, Signals. I've never heard of it. Signals is a survival horror action game set in dystopian sci-fi world where players must scavenge the corners of an abandoned off-world facility battle terrifying creatures, and unravel a cosmic horror mystery. Ooh, Uh, Signals is coming to PS4 on October 27th. All right, we got two more. The Tomorrow Children, Phoenix Edition. Here we go. Originally released in 2016 on PS4 as a free-to-play game, The Tomorrow Children is a resource management and town-building simulator where players must rebuild society and explore a Soviet-inspired post-apocalyptic dystopian world known as The Void. The Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition is coming to PS5 on September 6th. Well, I hope all of you um, Tomorrow Children fan, I hope you're, uh, hope you're excited for it. I mean, it came out in 2016, so I'm sure it has a following. That may have sounded sarcastic. I promise it was not. All right, Curse to Golf. Oh, I have this one. I do know this one does look really fun. Uh, Curse to Golf is a slide s- slide scrolling is a side scrolling golf rogue like where. Uh, oh my god, I have my brain shut down there. Hold on, give me a second. Uh, rebooting. All right. Curse to Golf is a side-scrolling golf roguelike game where players must swing their way out of golf purgatory by playing through 18 randomly generated dungeon-like courses while collecting power-ups and upgrades. Curse to Golf coming to PS4 and PS5 on August 18th. Now, hold on. Golf purgatory? Sounds like it... Yeah, no, that sounds like it sucks Dick, not the game, golf purgatory. If I had to listen to people mumble and slowly clap at every move I made, I would probably just jump into the lava. It, that would suck so much, dick. <sighs> just the thought of that, awful. Now the game looks, <laughs> the game looks awesome though. So I, yeah, check those out when they come out. Those all look fun. I might have a PS4 it's sitting right next to me. Uh, for the indie titles i'll do it for the indie titles i'll check it out now if they do come if they do come to xbox it's done i'm just gonna check them out on xbox inscription i want i need i lo- i do enjoy tabletop card games i love me some hearthstone i did love me some hearthstone but i would get really mad at the pvp so maybe that pve will really kick in for me so um Oh, I'm so sorry. I just burped. But the PVE, I love good PVE because I can outsmart a computer sometimes. Fuck those things. Anyways, that has been the Plug and Play podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm sorry if the news was a little rough there. There was a lot going on. Um, The only reason I'm recording on Thursday, it's super late at night. Not super late. It's around 1130. is because I'm going to go see Thor, Love, and Thunder tomorrow. I'm taking my brother, um, my wife, and um, my friend. We're all going to go see it, and uh, I just wouldn't have time tomorrow. So thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, Please comment, review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. They have a review on uh, the the Google Play store. Whatever you guys use over there on Android, I don't know. I'm not a f- fucking mongoloid. I don't use Android. Uh, that's that's. I'm sorry, that was mean. But um, I mean, at least you're not a PC gamer. Boom, got him. Anyways, please review me. Uh, review the podcast. Not, I guess, comment and tell me what I could do better. I'd actually like to know. Uh, follow me on Twitter at a four five three four. I'm gonna. T- I might try to change that to something a little easier to follow. Um, and then my charity shout out is still able gamers. I know they probably have way more followers than I do, but I still, (laughs) it's, it's something that, um, means a lot to me, uh, just because I have people in my life who are, uh, differently abled and just love games. And that has been able to be, uh, it's a, it's a bonding thing for me and those people. And I, I really just, it's a cause that means a lot to me. So, um, just shouting out Able Gamers. If you can't donate, of course you can't donate. I mean, times are hard. I, I get it. You don't feel obligated. I'm just spreading awareness and uh, just to have a little thing for them. Quote, creating oppo- opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inc- inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. It's a great cause. Uh, but, and then, yeah. So that's me. This has been the Plug and Play Podcast. And pff, wow, this has been the Plug and Play Podcast. And as The, the Rock would say, enjoy your gaming.